Hey, welcome to our first mini-sode of I Think You'd Be Into It, the brand new podcast about your problematic faves. Uh, we're going to be coming at you with weekly episodes, uh, full-length episodes, starting uh, March 20th. But for now, we've got a couple uh, first episodes and these 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 little uh, tastes they're that like, we're going to put up for you. They're like a like a little just like dollop of what the show is. Yeah. Like if we like if we took the show and pounded it down so it's like a tastation, like just that or like a Werther's original, like like a little amber ball of uh, podcasting fun. Do we need to take a break for you to go get candy? No, 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 no. I'm good. I, I, I ate all my candy before here. I ate all my fruit snacks. All right. Well, uh, we are your co-hosts. I am Beth Scorzato. Uh, and I'm Brandon Beck. All right. And uh, we're going to be doing a small little little uh, snippet for you about Brandon's favorite band in the world, the jam band Fish. We felt that this was an appropriate way to start because his love of this band is kind of what bore the idea for this show. Um, and if and if you know me, you've undoubtedly heard about fish. Yeah, I it's, mean, I'm about to interview him about this, and I've I've definitely heard about it. But yeah, it's, it it's, is it's one of those like I'm the fish guy, and it is the kind of thing that a lot of people when hate. They hear, well, when they hear he's into it, one they don't get jam bands, or when they hear that he's seen them 53 times, yep, say, oh my god, how. Oh my God! Why? And I wasn't even high until the forty eighth. Okay, but point is, he's got an argument for why he thinks people might be into it if they gave it a try. So, Brandon, give me your thirty second elevator pitch on Fish. Okay, um, Fish are a rock band from Vermont. They've been around since the early eighties. They're lumped in with jam bands, but m- the majority of their work, their best work at least, are these almost orchestral compositions that can be 15 20 minutes long but are all pre-written like yeah there's some there's some jamming there's some noodling there's whatever but like the the pure song craft of this band is really phenomenal and a lot of people don't give it a chance because they just assume oh it's like the grateful dead right um and also their their shows uh are incredibly fun and hilarious Fair enough. You actually got about 35 seconds because oh, I cool. couldn't get my phone unlocked. Oh, good. Good, good, good. But, I mean, we'll, we'll keep talking on that theme right now. But one thing that you get a lot of criticism on for this is uh, the fans. Yeah. People think of fish and they think of a bunch of dudes in tie-dye pants. Shout out to Angel. Um, <laughs> just like hanging out in a parking lot doing drugs. Yeah, which isn't exactly true. But yes. It's not exactly it's, not. No, true. it's it's not. I've un- been in a fish. It's not with you. untrue. But the the whole like the tie dye dreadlocks thing that was definitely more of a Grateful Dead thing. The nineties. It was a, yeah, definitely more of a nineties thing. The the people you see in a fish lot now are more like look like finance bros, like like dudes in cargo shorts and polos who are like there with their either wives or girlfriends who don't entirely know what's going what's going on. And it's it's a lot broier a scene. I mean, they, they that's were, not really selling it to me. I know I'm doing a, I'm doing a preposterously bad job. Um, All right, so then let's not focus on the fans. Yeah, I, let's I, focus on the music because I've uh, I mean I've been to I've been to how many have I been to fourteen something like that. Yeah, I've been to fourteen shows with him, and then we reached the point in our relationship where he knew I liked him, and I didn't have to go anymore. Yeah, but I can attest to the musicality. I will I will grant you that point. There is some really cool 
music stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, even I th- though there is a lot of kind of cultishness surrounding it. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those things, and that's kind of what this whole show is about. It's one of those things that there's no one that doesn't go whole hog. Like if you become a fish fan, you just tend to go hardcore. True, but. You've taken plenty of people to one show, and they've said, like, that was a cool experience. I don't need it again. Oh, ex- exactly. But it, So it's not a thing that it, it, is if, if necessarily as polarizing as I think people would think it would be. No, it's it's just, it's easy to write it off as, like, a, oh, fish, whatever. Same with, like, you could do that with The Grateful Dead in the 80s. Like, it's it's an easy thing to write off that is completely different than people take it to be. Like, fish in The Grateful Dead could not sound more different uh, the to dead is the jam band trained ear, maybe. I no, I think if you even like sat down and listened to it, like the the dead are much more, their songs are much more compact, and they're way more rooted in uh, Americana and blues and folk, whereas Fish takes a lot of their inspiration from like Prague and Zappa and jazz, like things things that the the dead could never do. Um, I would say my argument for going to a fish show, yes, the musicality is really, and this is as someone who's not as into them as he is, uh, the musicality is really great, but also, and this may not have been true if maybe you were aware of fish in the 90s or whatever, but now it is, it's just watching three dads that think they're hilarious Mm -hmm. for three hours. Yep. Yeah, these these guys. Four dads that think they're hilarious for three hours. Yeah, these guys... uh, I'm I'm a comedy writer, but Fish has been a bigger inspiration on my writing and directing than perhaps any comedian or comedy writer that I can think of. Um, like they don't have a lot of stage banter, but when they do, but when they do, you bet your ass it's gonna be a stupid dad joke. Yes, you, well, you know the 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 song that got me into Fish in the first place is a song that they have called Harpua, which is which is a song that they maybe play once a year now um but sometimes it'll be a couple years like I don't think they did one this past year um and the structure of it is there's a song part but then the middle of it is Tranastasio the guitar player and like primary composer for Fish um tells a story about this kid Jimmy and his cat poster nutbag which saying out loud uh does doesn't sound unstupid, uh, and the the evil dog Harpua, and generally in the and these stories are always uh, not completely improvised, but like they're they're always silly, they're always a little they have strange. A structure, but yeah, they can wend in the middle. Yeah, but they're they're often used for inserting a weird cover that they want to play. Um, like for example, we the last one I saw was Fourth uh, of July in Atlanta in like 2011 or 12. I think, and they, the story they told within this song was about how the secret history of uh, America is woven throughout the lyrics of Fish songs, and that uh, they're the only band that tell... There's, they're one of only two bands that tell it like it is. And the other band happens to be Jimmy's favorite band, which he was sitting in his room listening to at that very moment. And then they played an impeccable cover of uh, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. I did. I was there. And I was in that pit. 
And being in that pit was was it was really strange because for the whole rest of the show, a fish pit is very gentle. A fish pit, it, everyone's just kind of like spitting and just sort of like doing their thing. It's not He's aggressive. actually noodle dancing right now. I am. You can't see it. I am. It's, it's something. Oh, we'll we'll put one up as a boomerang. Um, it's it's super mellow. It's super chill. Everyone's generally pretty cool. But the second this rage song started. Um, it immediately, yeah, it immediately became a metal pit. Like there were elbows flying, like beer flying through the air. It got like people were doing the devil horns. Like it got really intense. And then the second it was over right back into a fish pit. But the, the thing about this song that really made me sit up and go, oh, okay. I I think there's something here is the idea that you could have another song within a song. Or have a story within a song that goes to another another song, and then like looking at their set list and so see how songs they songs as storytelling. Yeah, well, songs as storytelling, but also just like that you could do that. Mm-hmm. That there is room in a that not every song has to be three minutes long. Yeah, and that you can have, you know, these like structural things, and then looking at the way they construct their set lists. Yeah, because they are actually. That's another thing that I do think gets written off a lot with jam bands is like, oh, whatever. They're just like hitting their guitars. Like, no, these guys are phenomenal musicians. Yeah. They each have their own solo stuff that's like, yeah, blow you away. And and fish music is fucking hard. Like, I've been playing guitar for like 15 years now, and I still can't play a good chunk of fish stuff because it's just really difficult. It's very, it's very Zappa-y. It's very, very complex. They have that one song that's in like five four, except for then when it's in four four for like three measures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they have a, they have a lot of songs that are just in these like really wacky time signatures. But um, the the other thing along with the Harpua thing that, that that really got me interested is the way that they construct their set lists. Is because like most bands you see, they'll play hour fifteen, hour and a half, maybe two hours. But it's basically the same show every night. They, they might switch some some songs around, but for the most part, if you go see you know the Flaming Lips two nights in a row, you're going to see basically the same show. Whereas with a Fish show, it's every every show is different. They have something like two hundred songs in the normal rotation, and then about another couple hundred that they've only played once or twice, and they'll weave them together. They'll jam out of one and it morphs into another and then back. Lately, they've been singing lyrics to different songs over the top of other songs. Um, just the, just like the ability to do that, um, I thought was, I, I still think is the coolest thing in the world and has been like tremendously. Oh, great. Oh, man. Um, so we're. Uh, don't, we don't need to share that. We just got really excited about something that happened in our house. He's going to keep talking. Actually, I can hear it on the mic really loud, okay. so I am going to wait. So maybe we should explain. But My cat that typically pees on the floor just used the litter box, and we're very excited. That's the other thing about this show, folks. Um, it's in our kitchen. It's in our kitchen. It's loosey-goosey. Um... We should probably introduce ourselves we did thinking about well, well what who we, we are but anyway we've 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 gone i think giving them a good little taste cuz you could talk yeah. about this oh i could forever. i could and will he could talk about this forever but point is that's that's kind of the the vibe we're going for here we yeah. can go on tangents hopefully not about cat pee normally yeah, hope, but ho- hopefully this will be the only time a cat pees feet away from our microphones <laughs> but yeah, so point is, 
you think people might be into fish at least in a I've tried it and it was an interesting experiment capacity. I do. Yeah, there if I, they tried I, it. I haven't there hasn't been anybody that I've ever taken yeah. to a show. So if somebody was going to, because I know they don't have, and their studio stuff is a lot different than their live stuff. And it they is. have a huge catalog, which is, I think, another entry barrier. Yeah. If you were going to suggest one show or studio album for somebody to check out for them to, like, as good intro for them to get a good overview of it, not too weird, not too studio-y, what would it be? Um, hmm. I think I think the best one, and it's, it's, an, it's an easily findable show... Uh, they re- they officially re- they they did a series called Live Fish and there's 20 volumes, and that was sort of predating their website, which now every fish concert is up for download about 90 minutes after it's over. Um, but there was a sh- the show they played on December 31st, New Year's Eve of 1995, is pretty highly regarded as one of the best shows they ever played. It was their first New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden. They've got uh. The other Harpua-style story song in there, which goes into a weird cover of uh, Shine by Collective Soul. You know, give me your love and give me a sign. Show me what love and tell me what will I find. The cover's better than that. What will I find? All right, he's still going. Um, and then there's a really there's some really good jams in the middle set. And, oh, and because it's a, a, a New Year's Eve show, it's there's three sets. Uh, but the whole thing is on Spotify is live at Madison Square Garden. I would also recommend um, their two most recent albums. I would recommend uh, Big Boat, which just came out. Which is, it's weird. They Fish wrote a personal album. And their, their lyrics aren't generally that personal. A lot of people aren't into that. And that's, it's, it's great, but it's maybe not as representative. Um, I'm yeah. very into their third ago album, Joy, yes. which I know you're not as into. But I do actually very much like that studio album of theirs. I, I like Joy a lot. But I just, not as much as you liked Fuego and Big Boat. No, yeah. Fuego and Big Boat to me felt more, they felt more like Fish Records. Uh, Joy felt like it could have been a, a bit of a Trey solo album in there. Which I think that's um, why I liked it. But. That's fair. Um, so. Uh, and, and I can also, I'll make a little Spotify playlist and, and put it in the show notes of just like, cool fish stuff and oh and the other thing we'll throw in there my favorite cool fish thing is the performance they did for new year's this year it's crazy oh yeah yeah for the last four or five new years which they've done at madison square garden they've taken to doing these like broadway quality productions which they don't they don't have a stage set they don't have you know like i mean their lights are amazing but they don't really have much of a stage set to to speak of but um, on New Year's Eve, they've taken to right before New Year's having these very elaborate, uh, like they'll bring in like Broadway dancers to, you know, to do like this past year. They have a new song called Petrichor, which uh, is a lot about rain. Petrichor is the smell of the earth when it's when it has just rained, I believe. Yes. It's the um, smell of earth after rain. Yes. Dry and, earth after rain. Yes. Um, and so for that, they did this really elaborate uh, thing with all these dudes. If, if it was almost Cirque du Soleil like, yeah, with uh, like really umbrellas cool. and like actual like rain pellets, it was it was really cool. And Petrichor is a, a phenomenal composition. Uh, it was written for a symphony, and it sounds like it. 
Um, and I'll put the I'll put the link to that as well in the show notes. I'm we not probably being... should have been timing this, but we haven't. Probably. But, um, the other mini sode will probably not be as long. We'll time yeah. it better. But we're hoping that you uh, like what you hear and yeah. you will come back and join us. We've got a few longer episodes that will be going up in the next couple weeks. And there's and some then, bangers too. Like there's some good ones in there. Yeah, we're talking about uh, uh, Fifty Shades. Shades of Grey, the movie, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Buttonheads, the TV show. Mm-hmm. And those will be going up in the next week or two. So be sure to subscribe and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, which is uh, Facebook is I Think You'd Be Into It. Uh, on Twitter, it's at IntuitPod. And um, yeah, please like and subscribe and we will be in your ears again soon. Uh, I am Beth Scorzato and you can find me online at, at Girladactyl. And I'm Brandon Beck. Uh, you can find me online at Hell Yes Brandon. And this podcast is a production of Awesome Tech Industries. Yep. And so, all that being said, end of mini sode. Oh yeah. No.